0: from the Com majors, i'm brian costello i'm jim Desanto. i'm katie mcfly and and we're joined by
1: three time returning special guest screenwriter teacher film lover extraordinaire jimmy costanzo
2: Hey guys! Excited to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I, I'm so excited that I canceled my original plan <gasps> to go see Tenant tonight. Oh, um, which I've been I've been
0: really looking forward to that. I'm but, sorry. You know, no, 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 no. Listen, us I, we I can see no way. No, 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 no. no. Whoa, hold, hold I, on. I would I, much rather be here. I actually want to go see tenant and didn't think it was socially acceptable to go. If, Jim, if Jimmy's going, I'm going to listen. leave right now and go, yeah, the, I, am, I am go catch at 10 o'clock showing. So. All right. You guys
1: go, we'll be here. You come on you back. We'll here. still be talking. We'll still here. be talking we'll about be back, back to the Future. Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've been starving for the cinematic experience again, guys.
0: Like the yeah. hunger pangs, it's, its forcing I, me to do this, you yeah. know. You, and you're going right. to do it. I, I've been torturing myself because I keep getting emails about it. I keep saying, and "I'm like, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I can."
1: And it's Christopher Nolan, which
3: is uh, typically oh, yeah. a so good. Like,
0: I've heard great, great things about it.
1: So. Yeah, uh, I have I a coworker know. who's very similar in our uh, film. Favorite favoritism, and uh, he he did go to the theater. This was his first return okay. film. He loved oh, it. Mm. Four thumbs up.
0: Was, all That's right. He hey. Wow. Could somebody just shoot a text or an email to my wife? Maybe just, saying, you know, movie theaters aren't that bad. You he, he could <laughs> totally safe. You're just gonna. <laughs> he could, he could go you're, go, right? you're going to school, right? Yeah, yeah I, well I am. I am going school, to school.
1: Movie theater.
0: Well, yeah. pool. So we we had to have Jimmy back. This is his third episode. And this is our third straight Christopher Lloyd movie. Oh, that's weird. This, this wow. is something never, <laughs> never achieved in Commagers. Buckaroo yep. Bonsai, Clue. Uh, actually, there was, uh, there we was had the one big in, but still three out of four. We never had Unfortunately, I didn't think, I didn't did of not that. cast
1: him. Yeah. Professor Plum in Back to the
0: Future. He
3: was way better in this.
0: Yeah. He was yes. kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't memorable
1: in Clue.
3: Was
0: he, was he the one that was uh, John Big Booty? And yes. Buckaroo yes. or is that the other one? Big bootay, bootay, bootay. <laughs> bootay sorry. Uh, so, today we are celebrating the second birthday of Commagers. Wow! The, beginning, oh, the wow. beginning of the third season. Oh, man, we should have a cake. Least, probably should have made it three oh, episodes. Yeah. We're in three seasons now. And we well, had man. to talk about one. A big one. A yeah. big Back one. Back to the future. The biggest one of the biggest, um, but before we get to back to the future, what are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have?
3: I have a it, it's a bottle of this like pre-made old fashion. It's not great, but it, it's oh. fine. It's fine.
0: It, I find it shocking that you, with the, the, the quality of cocktail that you make, would allow yourself to have a pre-made beverage: I
3: don't want to seem elitist. Mm. It's hard not Which to. is elitist for those it's, not in our circle for or friends. It's um, But the bourbon that we currently have in the house does not deserve to be in a cocktail.
0: Ooh. So you're just.
3: So, and I wasn't feeling like some street alcohol tonight. So there's that. Mixed to uh, this, which you, you had to go down that now, route. Technically, okay. an old fashioned is pretty close to a
0: street alcohol. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, a...
1: because uh, of that, Katie has shifted to uh, vodka drinks.
0: Ooh, so this a is a
1: dirty martini in a very special glass. This is now the oldest glassware in our house. It's apparently it. uh th- did I say it This might last be the oldest
3: thing in our house besides like, our this like, house. This might be yeah, the oldest thing
1: in our week, house yeah. besides our house. Yep. So this is the uh the ancestral glassware.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh,
1: drinking a little dirty teeny.
0: Dirty? I love that. Jesus was fantastic. A carpenter. <laughs> this is the <laughs> cup of a carpenter. <laughs> this, a, this, 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 this <laughs> will be
1: our holy grail <laughs>
0: uh jimmy what do you got for us
2: uh i'm you know what i'm, I'm sipping on some buffalo trace right now I guess. Oh, oh, that's no, a good no, one. So, a that ball, girl, 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 and, and there's a chance i might finish it tonight I don't that, know. that we'll is see. hard it's to find down,
3: that, yeah. that is a great bourbon very hard it to is, find because it's, it's super right, affordable it's,
0: very good yeah, i love it uh i have a i couldn't find a hilldale uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I got a Springdale beer. <laughs> All right, it's a Dale. Pretty close, right? Dale. Yeah, it, yeah. Very, that works. It sounds like a very middle uh, of America <laughs> yep. beer. Uh, Springdale IPA.
1: It does match your shirt. Yes. I honestly did think that you had a Marty McFly life vest
0: well I somewhere it was the, in the closest house. it was i don't mm. unfortunately i used to I, I used silly. to have I thought you did. I thought you did. i used to have vests a yeah. long time ago uh no longer though um all right quick fact check last week of course we did clue uh did you two jim and katie play your scrabble we game?
1: did not yes i won oh, okay.
0: Oh, perfect! Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, we were supposed. I to I thought that Scrabble. was the story
1: we were going with. We didn't play Scrabble. Okay. I started watching Amy Schumer's, expecting and it, we it, we it's don't been all have a lot
3: of crossing over of time. That is very much uh,
1: game. Let's play games. Yeah, let's have some. It game was time. like let's
3: watch the movie that we're supposed to watch for the podcast. That all that happened. That's been the past two yep. nights, and then mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Sorry about right. that. So no, no Brian. I, Scrabble. Scrabble wanted people, will happen.
1: Maybe I Labor Day Scrabble. We on will social media,
0: it. on our social media, people just said, "Brian, you got to ask him who wins." Yeah, it's sure. Katie will win unless I'm allowed put to cheat. It. It.
1: It's going to be a nail biter. Here's the thing: Katie will make better words, but Jim will uh, have more strategy, and so it's no. all. Strategy. You say you have the best words. I have the best words.
0: <laughs> best words.
1: <laughs> I have huge words. Sad. Huge, huge words.
0: Uh, <laughs> some other reminders. Remember, the- Vince Flynn vince Flynn, kyle mills mitch Rapp, mitch Rapp book events good job kitty knows is them now. coming up <laughs> which uh, one's the writer i know more which, names which from this the, book wait, wait. than from any movie right don't show yes. her don't show her put it
3: down which one is the writer which one's the creator and which one is the is the
0: character? character vince flynn
1: is the character mitch Rapp is the creator and kyle i don't remember your last name is the author
0: so you got Ju- none of that, right? No. Well, <laughs> kind, well, she didn't get the last name right. Yeah. Mills. The author, Kyle Mills is the author. Yeah. Mitch Rapp is the character and Vince Flynn is the creator.
1: Ah. Huge words.
0: Yes. Huge so. words. So remember, oh, Jerry, we'll I, will, we'll I mean, there this. are
1: huge words on that book.
0: Yeah. And So yeah. just remember, I will be hosting... And uh, moderating his one of his book tour events, September 18th. We can't 7 forget. p.m. No. Uh, register for that. If you are someone perhaps like Katie, who doesn't know who any of the people are that we're talking Mm-mm. about here, you might not have time to read one of the books. You could check out a brand new podcast called No Limits, mm. a Mitch Rapp podcast. I would love to. Which <laughs> informs people about
3: I'm sure Katie's going to listen to that. I am all in. I love podcasts. Of, uh... so you, I'm all Katie in. Brene Brown. Brown.
1: I'm going to do Brene Brown. I'm going to do no limits. No limits. No limits. No limits. I I got my Malcolm. The my Malcolm. you,
0: you evis- to evis- well. history. Visionist great. Mm. I got it. Ma- maybe yep. you could listen to this week's Pop Addled because it's only Tim. Keenan's not there. Oh, I'm listening. You could to finally that. listen no, to I, an I episode of Pop Addled. All right, let's get into this movie. All right, let's talk about it, Jimmy. It's great to have you here. Um And we'll hear more about what you've been up to. But first, it is time for the rundown.
1: I like that. I like that typing. It's very nice.
3: (laughs) It's what it always sounded like to me.
0: Yeah, it's good. It did. I think that I agree with that. Well done.
1: Uh, Marty McFly is waiting for his life to change. He thinks that this will happen when he takes his girlfriend to the lake so that he can lose his virginity. In a surprise twist, his life actually changes when his friend Doc Brown steals plutonium from some terrorists, builds a time machine, sends his dog back in time, gets killed by said terrorists, and sets the course for Marty to return to the day that his parents first met. Little does Marty expect His mother will be much more interested in having sex with him than his girlfriend ever was. His charm and boyish good looks create the mother of all cock blocks, nearly erasing his own existence now to make his parents fall in love and get back to the future. Okay,
3: Your
0: that was pretty good. Interpretation of this movie is, <laughs> I mean, is... Just, we could literally spend. That's what I took just, away from I would the story. Say, could spend that's what I took away from it. Just, just un- I didn't even out. get just to Biff
2: assaulting that's his mom. I, I would say it's, it's mm-hmm.
3: heartwarming the way you you the way you see the
1: world. <laughs>
2: I mean, it was well-written, Katie. I, yeah, Some of the facts, I don't know. I'd have to right, go back fact, over that.
1: Fact check me. Fact check me. Why, well, there's roll, nothing roll about virginity the in there at all. No, I was realizing that. I was like, oh, he could have slept with many other women. He's I mean, just making could, her could, feel yeah, special. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It's fair. No, he just all, he looks like a little boy. And yeah, so I'm his,
0: imagining
1: this has to be his first sexual encounter. Yeah, but
0: it looked like his girlfriend was willing to have sex yeah, she, with him. She, was, she town, was all I'll for it. Swear, <laughs> yeah, as I her know. father was there. I know.
1: I just thought it made it more interesting <laughs> yeah, if okay. we were comparing his mother's desire for him to his girlfriend's desire. <laughs> I, I, I was playing that up a little I bit. I got to okay. say, right off
3: the bat, I was not super excited to watch this. Um not That's because him. not because of I don't Of course this, he was. No, no, hold on, hold on. there. Not because I don't like the movie. I just didn't feel... I don't know. Wasn't in I the just, mood. I wasn't wasn't the in the mood. mood for it. And the first half hour of this is rough. I thought. Oh, really? I think wow. it's I think it's pretty awful until he meets Doc at the mall. There are, wow. the characters are just really weird and not I don't know. Their motivations seem really strange to me, and they're like... I don't
2: know. It's just... I just did well, Jim, not... Gi- Jim, it, it, can I it, ask you, how how long had it been since you'd seen it? Last? Oh,
3: honestly, it's probably been 20 years.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: It's been a long time. So... And like... But, I will say, once, the, once everything starts with Doc at the mall, I... St- I got right back into it and it, I was, I enjoyed it. Um, because I, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot in this movie to, to kind of enjoy after that piece for me, at least. I don't know. What were your thoughts in the beginning?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know about the beginning. I I think it builds momentum as it goes, but, um, I think at the end it still feels like that. That's, it's a good movie. There are problematic moments, but if it feels like, like I'm Mm. giving it, I'm giving it a thumb and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wow. a good movie.
0: It's just, it's Jimmy, you and I will be a, the more positive ones. <laughs> go for I'm it. With Take it here. away. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Go, Jimmy. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing. I, I
2: mean, I have to share up front that, like, my affinity for this movie goes way back. Like this is one of my like Saturday afternoon movies when I was yeah. like in elementary school, I'd watch like, <laughs> you know, twice a month or maybe even more than that. So, I mean, I, and I think like my appreciation for it, like developed over the years. It's one of those things where like when I was, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I loved the, like the zany, like manic el- elements of it. Like I didn't really understand the, uh, the plot, you know, cause it is pretty dense and complicated, but like, it just, it felt like a cartoon, you know, it had that kind yeah, of yeah. energy which I loved. Uh, and then as I grew older and kept watching it, like when I was in the middle school and stuff, I appreciated it more for like, you know, for its spectacle and its humor and stuff. And then, you know, when I got even older than that and, and was watching it, it was like, well, it, you know, I, I appreciated the plot and the complexity, the staging. I mean, say what you will about Zemeckis. I feel like it's like, you know, the framing of this is perfect. Like the choreography and how like everybody, like the movements and blocking, I thought it was just yeah. staged super well. Um, I... I mean I, I love every element of it. I feel like this is the ultimate four quadrant movie. And it it amazes me to hear you guys be so so kind of tepid on it because this I was gonna say, this is like the one movie I feel like I've never heard anybody say something bad about. You know, there's like rare movies like that, but um Yeah, no, I I don't I don't,
3: don't want to say that I thought it was bad, but there are moments in the begin in that first thirty minutes where like the Specifically, I think his girlfriend's not a great actress. Yeah, and it does it, do, it the scenes between them are kind of weird. Yeah, uh, it doesn't surprise me that she's only in the movie for about two minutes total. Um, <laughs> if there was more, they were probably cut out.
2: And they kicked her out for part two, right? Actress, <laughs>
3: she does, yeah, she gets replaced. Um, and it really does it, to me, like obviously, I love Jaws a lot. But I feel like that movie really comes alive when, um, what's his name enters? Dreyfus. Dreyfus enters. It is the same with this with Doc Brown. I feel like as soon as he is on camera, the comedy and the weirdness of this movie sort of makes sense. Yeah. Mm. But prior to that, Michael J. Fox seems sort of like untethered a little bit. I don't know. It just... But but yeah. as soon as Doc is around, everything works so much better.
0: I, I'm with Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe where you could have issues at the beginning where it's feeling untethered. To me, upon this rewatching, I was beyond impressed on how Zemeckis showed us everything we were going to need in that first half hour in terms of laying out the geography of where the whole movie would be. And I had never thought of this movie that way. Um, It was almost like an action director would do, or Hitchcock would do. You see all like you are intimately familiar with all the settings and places that you're going to need to be that pay off later in the movie, in particular, so much of that town square. You know, and he's showing that and layering it and layering in wow. dialogue and things. But he but that's what you but, you know, it and it, I think what it allows for is once you kind of meet Doc and he goes back in time, you don't have to waste any time establishing like, oh, this is where the town square is like. This is what the school is like. Right. And it, I think that. Yeah. Maybe slows day it could potentially make you feel a little bit choppy at the beginning part, but it allows you for the rest of the movie to just go. Those mm. early sequences, too, I believe, I'm I'm pretty positive were all the stuff that was filmed with Eric Stoltz originally as well. And that could be some of it. Like yeah. Michael J. Fox has said, if you some of the early sequences, the reaction shots that they're cutting to was Eric Stoltz doing his lines and that's who the actors are acting with. So that itself is probably a little bit disjointed uh, in terms of what that is. And I don't yeah. know how much they had to refilm when they brought Michael J. Fox in, but I do feel <laughs> like at some points there are probably some cuts that that could add to maybe the choppiness of it. But I, I like mm. how he laid out the geography. I also liked the introduction to Michael J. Fox, which was I thought a, a bit of a steal from Spielberg and Raiders and m- I think most notably high noon mm-hmm. where you don't see the character's face for a really long time and and I wonder like w- was that part of the influence of Spielberg you know as the producer you know, because that was very Indies and Raider, right? You see Michael J. Fox in, they they focus on the feet. In fact, the first image with him are those Nikes. Right. And that was that played a huge role in helping Nike's brand explode back to the future. Michael Jordan was just coming into the NBA at that time. That was like Michael J. Fox's, he, they asked him at one point, they're like, well, did you, you know, you were a pretty big star at this time. People knew you. Did you get to influence Marty's look or anything like that? He goes, no, this was all stuff they picked for Stoltz. I guess the only thing that was different is Eric Stoltz wanted to wear Converse's. And I said, no, I'm wearing my Nikes. And those were his Nikes. And it played an explosion of Nikes in the mid 80s because that is so prominently featured between yeah. him walking in that way and obviously the skateboarding and stuff like that. And that wasn't Nike giving money or anything. That was Michael J. Fox just saying, oh, I wear Nikes.
3: Yeah, the um, the town and the geography is interesting. Because Katie and I had not an argument, but we had like we we talked about how weird it is that as Michael J. Fox is exploring the town in the neighborhood prior to going back in time, there's graffiti all over the place. (laughs) There's a porn theater in the town square, which is just really strange.
0: Um, it's and,
1: supposed and, to be like small town America, right? And well, then, no, but I think that's it. but some wait, of that wait, is wait, a, wait, a, a
0: social commentary on the '80s and what was actually happening in towns in the '80s. Really? It, it, but it, it no, it is. If you look at like Times Square, all these places in the mid '80s, and there's Times subtle Square, where, dude. You're gonna come no, on? No, no. But I'm saying other places. It, this was America in middle America. It was crashing and plummeting. And that's that was where they're making fun of Reagan as well. So that movie theater that was a porn right. theater um, is when because they, they were putting the social blame on Reagan. Right. And it's a Reagan movie at that time period. So I think that was a kind of an overt you know attempt at kind sure. of going at yeah. Reagan in right. and of- and it's very
2: exaggerated too. It's like I think it's meant to be everything is kind of like larger Dirty. than right but like, but what Reagan. we said is like mm-hmm. oh
0: right
3: so when he comes back at the end he will have changed it for the better
1: yeah, we remember... And that was not true. No, we remembered that, like, his family changes. His family changes, changes for the better. We like, well, yes. maybe but now the, that the power still dynamic changed. has shifted with his fight with George and Biff, like, maybe the like, whole town just shifted towards the Like, I just why <laughs> they
3: would put all that in there and then leave it when he comes... So, this like... This all
1: stayed the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, he, would, he, would he change everything, though? Well, that... I mean, that's the well, tricky why question would you of time-traveling time I, I mean, films, I, right? No, I... I
2: I think it was just to contrast to like, Oh, fifties were a much simpler, more innocent time, you know, like to, yeah. to reinforce that. Girls got sexually like assaulted yeah, all the time and, in ra- cars and, and also in the middle of dances.
0: <laughs> but that was purposeful. You could purposeful, just do whatever you but wanted. That was, but that was purposeful too, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the idea of it yeah. looked a certain way, but there was actually a, a better quality yeah. to yeah. maybe that other time period. I think mm-hmm. how they were playing on that. I, I, I dug more into that this time than necessary. I don't know if it was anything other, because I thought I ended up thinking about like Back to the Future 2 and some of the other ones and how they they carry just a lot of those themes of what the rundown towns Yeah, Yeah, that's when Hill
2: Valley gets really, like, shitty shitty is in Part 2 when Biff ruins it. It it
0: looked to me similar, and it probably wasn't, but I did wonder, didn't it look a little bit like the square they used in Gremlins? I wondered if it was this, that had to be a back lot. I would imagine. It, it, no, it is actually, you can, right. no, you
2: can go into it. I've actually walked through It's. It's actually in universal studios in Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. You can <laughs> walk, through that that town square with the clock tower, and they've filmed like so many movies there. Yeah, so. so
0: but that had that it felt like it was like where that stretch of where the bar is, you know, that Phoebe Cates yeah, is, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we saw and. And I was wondering if it's the same thing. It would make sense, Jimmy, because yeah, it was Spielberg, be. and Spielberg had his deal with Universal mm-hmm. at that time. That that yep. would be where it is. Um, so let's talk about this movie because it's a movie that has, I think, a long cultural impact um you know coming out in 85 it was a huge hit yeah i mean huge huge hit obviously uh, you know spawning a trilogy and things like that but you know even if you look at the highest grossing film of all time avengers endgame it's referenced in there because it has become in many ways people's ideals of what time travel is (laughs) which i mean has to be humorous that like you know but it has seeped into culture to the level when people talk about time travel and they make the joke in Endgame, oh, well, you can't do that. That's not how time travel worked in Back to the Future. And <laughs> why do you think it's it's impacted people that much? Because I don't think it, at its basis, this is a movie that is anything that's super revolutionary in terms of storytelling ideas and things like that. So why do people latch onto it the way they do?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I think... You know, I guess you're right. It's not really innovative in storytelling, but I, I do feel like it is a very strange movie. And I think that might be like part of why, you know, like Jim and Kitty you were saying like, it was a little tough to find your footing at the beginning because like, like what kind of movie, what kind of movie is this really, right? It's like, it's not, I mean, it, you could say it's science fiction, but it doesn't really have a lot of those tropes. It's kind of comedy. Yeah kind of drama and I mean it has action set pieces but I wouldn't call it an action movie like what is this really you know and I think the fact that it like is its own thing has had a huge impact in like the cultural footprint it's like we all recognize it you know for what it is
3: I think Uh, Brian you know because we talk about this era of movies a lot like these 80s movies that and Jimmy called it a four quadrant which is interesting because there's so many other movies in this time period where we're like, Labyrinth, like, who the fuck was that movie for? (laughs) Um, And so, like, this might have been the best of those movies, Mm -hmm. right? Like, when you read the script, it's probably can come, you know, you can go a number of different ways. If Zemeckis doesn't direct this, kids probably can't watch it, right? Like, it depends on who, what their vision of it is, because it could easily go into... Which there's still some weirdness on right. Having it could
1: kids still it
3: this. could still go closer to R. It could still go closer to something like ET, which is a little more scary. Um Because there's some there's some shitty people in this movie, Um oh, doing shitty shitty things. But I think they they do walk the line of like I can sh- I can see a world where you're showing this to kids and it's not gonna cause a lot of problems right
1: because you just skim over the parts that are problematic (laughs) That's what we already have people
3: in the chat talking about about showing their kids
1: marty's mom got sexually assaulted on the night that she fell in love with i don't think they would understand that
0: though no i think they but i think they cut away that's the interesting thing i think jim's right they walk a line where obviously the older you get the more aware you become of that. But agreed, think about some of the other movies that we have talked about in and around this time period, which are more ridiculous in some ways in terms of how they flaunt sexuality or the humor that they use and things like this. I I think this probably walked a, a thin line. What I find interesting is I can completely get why starting from maybe the age of 12 up 12 to 18 in particular, this movie speaks to you and you can latch onto it because I think it deals with, you know, a lot of, you know, it's almost like the teen angst element of it. Um, and they, they sprinkle in enough stuff. That's a little bit, you know, they say shit a bunch. You know what I mean? It's like, Ooh, okay. I'm now I hear that. That's cool. You know, that they say that, but it's, I could see why if you're 12, 13, 14, 15, 60, like you're watching this movie and you're like, this is a little bit different than those other teen movies that were coming out. Like some of the John Cusack romantic comedies and things like this that we've seen. And it also kind of will get your sci-fi people, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you get that in there. So It's a blending of these different genres. And if you're an adult, maybe you watch it and you think back, oh, like that's what it was like, because that's how old, Mm -hmm. you know, teenagers, parents would have been. They would have been growing up in the 50s and the 60s. And I I think it does hit these groups.
2: Yeah. I mean, the original pitch to this movie was like, what if a teenager could go back in time and see their own parents as teenagers, right? And that's, like, something interesting. Like, it's an interesting question. Make out uh, with them if you want. Well, they did take it in an interesting direction. What if my mom fell in love with me? I mean, like, this is,
1: like, the ultimate Oedipus complex, right? (laughs) Of, like, but, like, what if I was that Like, I love my mom so much. Like, what if I was the same age as my dad?
3: I will say that, you know, and Brian and Jimmy probably... Would remember this? I mean, at that time period, you know, skateboarding, playing guitar, like yeah. it, it, he checks all funny. He checks all the boxes for like a boy at that time. As far Bart as Simpson. like what would be cool, well,
1: Bart this is, is yeah Simpson. way pre. <laughs> no, he, I know it's pre Simpson. <laughs> yeah, but
3: Bart is not as as Bart has <laughs> a, like, <laughs> a Um yeah.
1: yeah, so for me, I don't know. I feel like. I think it, it ages younger. I think for like a coming of age story, I'm always going to lean more towards Ferris Bueller for an action story. I'm always going to lean more towards like Indiana Jones. And for my, my, you know, love stories, I'm, I'm going to go John Cusack. Um, And it is, it's a genre bending film. Uh, It's two hours long. Feels long for this kind of a movie. In the 80s, wow, I thought that, that feels like a long action film.
3: She did not I feel like disagree. it was long.
1: You didn't feel no, like when it was long when we started it, we were like, You said it's two hours long. It's 120 wow. minutes.
3: I didn't, it did not feel long at all. It
1: doesn't feel long, no, it is long. It doesn't feel. <laughs> it's not long. Two hours
3: is the appropriate this time for a movie like shock I've been in. Most
2: movies heard, heard, in the 80s I've, are I've like never 90 I've heard anybody minutes. talk about no, <laughs> no. Back to the Future like this.
0: So. Uh, all right, Jimmy and I, I are going to go into a uh, Zoom breakout room. A breakout room and we're <laughs> just going to geek out about it. Yes,
2: conversation
0: <laughs> with the rest of the people who are listening to the podcast who want to hear us gush about Back, <laughs> <laughs> back to the Future. Listen,
2: I think it's
1: important to have some dissenters. You know, I think we all just like, Fluff each it's other bit, up. It's not fun.
2: <laughs> Listen, and, and, I, and I will acknowledge the problematic stuff too. It is, I mean, first of all, like the father wow. being like that peeping Tom who, like, he's like, and they just totally gloss over it. And, and like, oh, now let's, let's get together a week
1: later. It's normal for guys to <laughs> no, look in girls' windows and watch yeah. them undress. It's yeah, normal.
0: It's not? <laughs>
1: uh, no, you can marry that girl. You're going to marry that girl. Yeah. All all right, right. Right. yeah, just stare in her window and Lust listen again her. this
0: this this whole podcast is really just an expose of why men are the way they are when they men who grew up with these movies yeah. these were the yeah. models we like, had I mean like let's be serious it is clear
1: no woman was involved in the creating of this film <laughs> like it's, a, could, it's again it, such a male well, no woman had
3: been involved in the creation of a film until like two years ago yeah
1: well not <laughs> but, true read so
0: your then,
3: book so then <laughs> <Yeah>. ask <laughs> me to <laughs> sit here and be like no birthday. this is a
1: great movie no, no no, oh, this is oh. a great. This is a great movie for boys.
2: <laughs> Drew says, a "Birdwatcher, <laughs> birdwatcher." Is that what they call uh, it? If you look back at it now, like I, I feel like there is kind of a satirical element you could take away. Where, no, like, I you think know, so, her, so, like, you know, basically, it's him demonstrating that he's a man by punching the bully, and that's the thing that gets her together with him and i'm like that's so ridiculous like yeah. why is that the but turning then, point that he but punches then doc out brown the has a, an by academic way, reason
1: for that right Like doc brown is like well here's what's actually happening when like she falls in love with your father by right? the way
3: <laughs> he punches biff out and they go to dance at the dance instead of going to see if marty's being murdered by biff's three <laughs> so, so many things
2: It'll <laughs> be fine. Don't but I worry. feel like you you could look at it as like that's the you know the fifties like naivety like oh yeah. you know it's like oh this this was like the the gender stereotype yeah. of the time and they're having fun with that you know well, no and,
3: and and there are other points where I was like the the interactions with the musicians I was happy that they didn't like sugarcoat the I mean I guess technically they the language they used definitely sugarcoated yeah. the racism but they didn't shy away from that like interaction mm-hmm. um and i thought you know even though they resolved it quickly and they made they it made it funny yeah like i don't want to be in a fight with any reefer addicts that was pretty yeah. funny but um yeah i i that part it was it always cracks me up when he takes the stage at the concert, at the uh dance for no apparent reason other than the other he guitar players. He player got his hand. Right? He he cut yeah. his
1: hand. Obviously, Marty needs to play yeah. in that moment. So yeah. it's gonna close I the loop. It's gonna close the loop.
3: No, 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 not that part. So that that part makes sense, but then he plays an encore on yes. prior to like having to rush oh. to, to get home. Yeah, but yes. he he has been <laughs> hey, so play, craving
1: yeah. an audience by that the I way, got, that If I you're got. gonna
3: do a time travel movie. Don't fuck up and put a guitar that wasn't released until three years later in the
0: movie. Okay, well, <laughs> you're the only person who picked up on that. No, there's tons of articles. Well, Go read it, Brian. Uh, well, guitar articles. Scout, Scout uh, what do you think you about know, Back
1: to the
2: Future?
0: Uh, but, do, but can I say this? This is a prime <laughs> example of what we've been talking about recently about 80s films, yeah. that the line from being Buckaroo Banzai or Back to the Future or Big Trouble in Little China, it's a thin line. Yes. If, if, yep. if this is not Michael J. Fox, yep. this whole movie, I agree, falls apart.
1: His father is shit as an actor. I, I, I oh, would, Crispin, I would disagree. Crispin, I would say that that He's he is the worst job. actor in the movie. Not. Oh uh, no.
0: Friends. I, I, I think he was. He's going for a certain yeah. style. I think I, that's I his stick. So. But my point is this: Michael J. Fox, God bless him is instantly likable.
1: Agreed. He's, he is the Julia Roberts of Pretty Woman. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
0: that he will is, sell I mean, anything. And, and, and usually you hear about these movies where they replace somebody and it's like lore, right? Like uh, Aragon was replaced. Like they brought in Viggo Mortensen on Lord of the Rings. And what would it have been Game like? Changer. But it's like, if you have a different actor in this role, it just doesn't work. Yep. You need somebody who's instantaneously Likable because at the beginning you're right the character is I think pretty thin at the beginning and once Doc gets there and you have that relationship and you keep building it's great but Michael just Michael J Fox in the way he does things buys you that half hour no, even but- if you don't like it it can get you to the point where you're like okay it's Michael J Fox Agreed. he 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 is like almost like like Michael B Jordan Tom Cruise he was. God bless him before he, you know, he got Parkinson's and it really did. He was that type of guy. You could just put him in a movie and oh, it's Michael J. Fox. Very charismatic, yeah. But but it's Michael J. Fox. He was Michael J. Fox in every movie, (laughs) playing all these different characters that he was doing at that time. But you were okay with it because it was Michael J. Yeah, until
1: he was in The Good Wife as like an asshole attorney, which was so off character. That like it hurt you in your soul. No,
3: but he's gr- he's so <laughs> he's good really in that. Good. By the way, but, but he's he is. Very good. He's such. Um, he uses his his disability as his as, <laughs> yeah. as a weapon. It is pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, I- so back to the the beginning of the film because now I'm remembering a specific scene that I think might be one of the things that does hook in the audience. The scene with the principal at the beginning, where he like dresses Marty down in front of his girlfriend and insults his father in such a way, to me like that's one of those scenes that makes you pay attention and every person it it gets you in on such an emotional like a gut level of like oh he just oh he did that. Yeah, everybody's had one of those moments whether you were Marty or the girlfriend like you've seen someone. Take such a cheap shot at somebody else that I think you immediately sympathize with Marty McFly and like want things to go okay for him. Mm -hmm. You know, want this to work out for him.
0: That actor is the amazing James Tolkien, Mm -hmm. who was also in, of course, Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Yep. But maybe most importantly, a little film known as Masters of the Universe.
3: (laughs) Who was he in that?
0: He was the detective.
1: Brian,
3: I did yoga with with a guy
1: um, whose nickname is Goose last night and his best friend's nickname is Maverick. They are in their 40s.
0: Did they give themselves? That would be like Jim Jim and I started to refer to each other. But I mean, (laughs) this has (laughs) to be like
1: 30 years later that they've had these nicknames and they are still going strong with them.
0: That strikes me as like, all right, uh, Jim or me going to Jim, Jim, I want you to refer to me as Nighthawk as Ooh. Nighthawk. And then Only Jim if you says, refer to me as Dragon. Refer- okay. Hey, Dragon.
1: That would be awesome. Done and done.
0: <laughs> Did we just become now best on, friends? This is a podcast hosted by Dragon, <laughs> um, Nighthawk, and Katie.
1: Little Little moments of joy in this film. I love the Marty asleep <laughs> scenes oh, I don't know like-
0: who I don't
1: know who came <laughs> up with this I idea it's brilliant isn't See, it and it's such a it's such a simple thing but it really does like emphasize the innocence like the, the like the the childlike qualities of your main character which again just builds your sympathy for him your empathy for him like mm-hmm. um seeing him asleep in such a like a you know a childlike drooling. Mm-hmm. Arm akimbo, sort of way, like opens your heart to Marty McFly.
2: And, and that adds to, like, the, you know, the mystique of the character. just yeah. like, it's all, I don't know, yeah. it just makes him feel more fleshed out and real. How about the... Also, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, you know, we were showering praise on uh, Michael J. Fox. I think Christopher Lloyd, too. Like, I can't oh my imagine gosh. anybody else. No, absolutely.
1: Role, no, you know? I think it's the two of them. Uh, I don't think you can say one yeah, without the, the
0: other. Yeah. yeah. And they have a great dynamic. And I can't yep. remember, they, they were together. God, who is it? I don't know if it was Josh Gad's podcast or one of them. They got the two of them together talking mm-hmm. about the movie and like they're still very close. And, you know, all these. But it is it's one of those dynamics of you get two people. You have Michael J. Fox and he's and he's carrying the movie. But Christopher Lloyd is, is another one in this movie where if it's not him, it doesn't work either. No. Mm-hmm. And what, it's Christopher not like he's Lloyd can do with his a face. Ton.
1: His face. <laughs> his face. His face
0: and noises. His face and his sound. His yes. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like,
1: I mean, I'm in. I'm in <laughs> with well, him.
0: To me, he's as important to this movie as as Jack Nicholson was to when we did a few good men and we talked about a few good men and how Jack Nicholson wasn't in a lot of scenes, wasn't in a lot, but every scene he brought something. I would
1: say there's more happening here Mm -hmm. with Christopher Lloyd.
0: Well, he's in more scenes. He's and he
1: does more. I mean like, yes, Jack, Jack Nicholson, amazing actor.
0: Every scene he's in is vital and moves the light. Do you know what I mean? There's yes. like no, there's no fat in either of those performances. It's like they're going to be in here and they're going to carry the movie when they're on camera. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying he had to Christopher Lloyd had to work a little bit harder on this. Oh, it's a than different role Jack yeah. did for A Few Good Men. Like and, th- he, and, this was some some major work.
2: Yeah, and they never get us. The two characters never get us to question the weirdness of the fact that like. Doc Brown would be friends with Marty McFly. Like, there's no yeah.
0: explanation. The yeah. Why are they, they friends? That, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? He built what is that? He built him the giant <laughs> amp that would kill a person if they Yeah. Tried so, to they,
1: it. do they ever explain it? Because at the beginning, no. I thought, is it a neighbor? Is it like somebody that he's known since he was growing up? Then, when they were at school, I thought maybe it was one of his teachers. Like, maybe Doc. No, but you could to... easily
3: see a world where like he walked the dog for Doc. That's or well. That's what I thought. Or Does he, lawn he lives in the boy? neighborhood. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, to yeah. me, it's like. Like you look at what.
3: Oh, he didn't have a lawn, by the way. He was he was living in the garage of the of the estate that was sold. Yeah. So you do get like a little bit of that. So I don't know. Yeah. But
1: I I mean, you're right. Like if Marty has grown up there his whole life, like whatever. whatever.
0: To me, to me, to me, it almost made sense that if you look at what Marty had around him, Mm -hmm. that he would. You know, it's weird because he's supposed to be the cool guy, right? I mean, where he comes across as cool when you think Michael J. Fox, but there's ways they do it. Like, he's friends with Doc. Okay, like, but, but here's the band time band travel. Is, or his band is like a failure. But the time you know I mean? travel like,
1: piece you know. is that Doc would know him. So if Doc met him at the time that his parents was 1955. Yeah, but that
0: hadn't happened yet. That's the whole thing where you start uh, to get so, into. Yeah, but, so, but this is where you start to get uh, into the whole the way people perceive time travel in movies and books, so much of it is built around right. the ideas of back to the future. We created because this whole
1: thing. Because he has thing. the note. He has yeah, the but note. but he didn't. That, that's
0: but the he the But he, yes, that's where this the change. Is and brain. that's why... But that's why they <laughs> fell in Avengers Endgame. They had to explain it. They're like, no, time travel doesn't work right. like Back to the Future. This mm-hmm. is how it works. And they're yeah. like, why did you put that line in there? And they, the, the screenwriters are basically like, <laughs> Back to the Future is what people have based time, something yeah. that doesn't exist, but they have yeah. taken the back to the future mindset of what time travel is, and that's what the general populace believes time travel is. Yeah, and like yeah. back to the future yeah.
2: leans on its contradictions, right? It's like, well, who really wrote Johnny B. Good? Like it doesn't make any sense. A white right? guy uh,
0: wrote that, of course. <laughs> I guess <laughs> right, yeah.
2: Or but but did he? Because he got it from Chuck Bear. I don't know, who yeah, knows? Right. But uh don't but like look too deeply. Yeah, right. But but it's kind of like back to the future just kind of winks at us with that. Whereas like Endgame would be like, Well, if we have this contradictions the whole thing is going to fall apart and and so it's like let's just let's just get rid of the contradictions by just say it's a the universe unfolds or whatever
3: yeah and so th- this I don't want to get too deep into it but this the back to the future basically sets it up that it's not a multiverse right. so it's not like every decision that's made splits
0: To thousands of different, and so like it's
3: one continuous time. Yeah. So like Doc was playing dumb the entire time.
0: Once, yeah. Once we get to the end. Once. No. Not once you get to the end. Forever. You're right. Forever he was playing. Okay.
3: So Marty being named Marty. That part is fucking weird too.
1: <laughs> Marty being named Marty would indicate that this loop has happened.
3: No, no, no. Maybe. It just oh it is. It just is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that Johnny it happened again.
2: Situation. It's like who knows where it started from. It's
3: basically
0: he, It's the chicken or the egg. But
3: but like his parents when
0: he when he gets to the age they, they like, were, you look exactly. Would they like Calvin like, Calvin you look
1: class. like Thomas exactly. guy your name after the guy. You're named with after. guy. <laughs> yeah, his name was Marty too.
2: Weird. By hmm. the way, they only knew him for like five days or something, wasn't yeah, it? Was yeah, like but that was like the
1: most life. exciting thing that had happened in their lives. <laughs> yeah. Like you would remember that. You would remember. Oh, okay. I love this guy. Showed amazing. up in a car. Like it fell out of the sky. Well, they remembered well, they
3: enough that they named the kid after him.
1: Yeah, yeah. subconsciously. Right. Oh, and this is that. Another... And so then, you, so then you're contradicting what you said earlier, right? Because right. you said that that hadn't happened yet. No,
3: well, no, no, did, no, we're no. Not that's really what I said. It. I, it always. It, it's not that there are multiple right? versions of it. Yes. It just. It, yes, he came back, and yeah. So like, it's not like. So
1: how can it be that? She named him Marty because of Marty, but Christopher Lloyd didn't know Marty.
3: It doesn't, it, it doesn't work. That's Either what, both of those things are true or neither of those any, you are true. You don't need and this, to think about it right. much is my guess, probably, <laughs> Basically right. any time travel experience in pretty much any movie, you it's can, crap. you could basically say, yeah, you could basically figure out a way that it doesn't work. Yes. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and this is one of the weaker attempts at doing it.
2: Um, I, I, the, only, the only reason I think this works, we can forgive it, is because it's so silly. And yeah, 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 You know? Um, but, yeah. I, but there's, there's so many potholes, especially wait, when you get to, like, the second movie.
3: The one thing I can't forgive, and the part that I harped on last night to Katie when we were watching, is, like, there are so many jokes in this movie that are so stupid and told and are only jokes to the audience... Because you know that the time travel is happening, in in the context of like the human interaction
1: that's happening, I would be like, "Are you having a stroke?" <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like for dad it's, it's a little inside joke between the filmmaker and the audience. Yeah. right. But, it's supposed to be like a third, you know. Just but it makes the irony. character
3: seem fucking crazy yeah well like again, the dad saying hard. to his daughter if you ever have a kid like that i'll kill you or mm-hmm. i'll murder you or whatever oh, he I'll says you i'll disown you like
2: yeah right it's a, like it's why,
3: a, would bring, just, why would he why would he bring up having children the other night why would he bring well, listen, that up to his daughter his teenage daughter about having it doesn't make
0: any this sense. this but, is a this is a screenplay that was rejected 77 times before it was finally <laughs> well, agreed to be made no, no, so you it's, know it's
3: <laughs> it's interesting though i've heard like literally on our other thread people are saying like this is one of like five perfect movies and i cannot go there like i can't put this in the in the level of like raiders or jaws or this is a fun movie alien
1: or like like I can't it's go fun. there. It's, it's not perfect. It's fun.
0: Yeah. This I would is say <clears throat> an immensely rewatchable film. Sure. I think. Sure. So if, if we're gonna go to the along the lines of is this Raiders, no. Is this Jaws, which I think is a top ten movie of all time? No. Is this Ferris you Bueller?
1: know, It's not I, Ferris
0: Bueller. I, I prefer Ferris Bueller as well. Same. But I think that is the
1: sturdy dance. This is one Hell no. that
0: Wow. Hmm. This
1: is no dirty dancing.
0: I think I would perfection. watch this. It's perfection. Uh, <laughs> but my point is this. You could watch this again very quickly. Like, Elaine wanted to watch this with me. Did you say Roadhouse? I <laughs> did.
1: I love Roadhouse oh so much. I, I do. I actually wow. I could. This
0: probably is real watch, big
1: trouble I, in Little could, China. Actually, I could probably watch Roadhouse All of these 80s movies get before Back to the Future. Oh, yeah.
2: You know? we <laughs> could do a Swayze thing, you know. We do oh, well, need we we to talk. Do, Wait, we, we, we do a Swayze
0: thing all the time on this. Program. We do need to talk about the score. Drew is, yes, as uh, always, Alan, yeah. Alan Silvestri, who, by the way, also is the composer for... So many, Endgame. Things. Endgame. please end game. Oh, I was gonna Endgame. say, please Endgame. don't, don't say "Buckaroo." Avengers yeah, movies. so like
2: <laughs> this, <laughs> the,
3: <laughs> the thing that he does in this, in this, that I noticed when we did Indiana Jones and the, and the Last Crusade, and it happens in every Indiana Jones movie, but John Williams did the same thing, which is they use the score to accentuate character moments and action. Yeah, right. So like playing the same theme when things start to go in our character's way, instead of going. Instead of being shitty, yeah. Um, and this theme is very recognizable when you hear it. What if oh, he absolutely. had
1: done the score for a few good men? Oh god, that score is terrible.
0: now that, well, that might be different. the worst score. That might be the worst score the we've worst ever done.
1: Score.
3: It's the. It doesn't fit the movie heard. at all. <laughs> it's so
0: bad. I would say that score is worse than Mazes and Monsters. They score. should
1: just remove mm-hmm. the score from the film. I bet Mises the film, which is just no to, music, would be They should better. just have
3: fanfare. Like trumpets and stuff, yeah.
0: Oh, that would have been <laughs> cool too. <laughs> but going back to my point, we Aileen couldn't watch the movie last night when I was watching this, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I really want to watch it. It's on Netflix. Would we, could we watch it again this weekend?" And the answer for me is yes. I could rewatch this like five days after, mm-hmm. and I, it had been a while since I yeah. saw it, but I would. I could. I think it's an immensely rewatchable. Yeah film that does not like i i wouldn't put this on the level of the ones that i i consider to be like my favorite movies it's not a big lebowski i don't think it's it's not an la confidential when jimmy was on it's not like a movie that you're like my god this movie is like what cinema should be but it's so fun the performances are so goofy, so crazy, but it has Michael J. Fox who you want to watch and you can just watch it again. And again, I do have this question though, because Aileen and I were debating this and some mm. people in our chat have been talking about it. I, she's like, Oh, the kids could watch this. And I was like, eh, I don't, I, I, I don't think this is uh, at our kids age watching. Mm. When do you think now I, back in 1985, 1986 Everybody was watching. You could have been six or seven and watching it. Where do you introduce Back to the Future to someone, you think? I
1: think it depends on how much your children um, pay attention and ask questions. Ours notice everything. Yeah. So am I ready to have the sexual assault conversation yet? No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not ready for that. So we're not watching this yet because I need another year or so. So maybe we'll say ten. Maybe maybe ten. ten. I was gonna say I, ten. I, Do you yeah, think ten so or was so? I. I was gonna
2: I was gonna say around there. Yeah that, that might have been the age but I was. But I don't know if like I can just time. like skirt well
1: they're they're just they're gonna notice it. Unless I fast forwarded past that scene, they would they would notice
0: that. you I here's a question for you. Are you would you almost be better off showing it to somebody at like five and they could just watch it and they see the car and they think it's cool and they can't pick up anything else. And then you don't watch it again for like a long time. And they just, I don't know.
1: I I've got a very, very observant six year old. So I I just, I don't know if I, if I could count on her just like not getting it. She asks
3: all of the questions. So, um, common sense media. And this, this makes me question common sense media, what I'm seeing here. Um, they usually do, like, their age guess of what someone should watch. Then they have a parent's vote and a kid's vote. This is the closest I've ever seen, Seen, and it's always parents skew older, common sense is usually in the middle, and kids skew younger. Kids say 9, common sense says 10, parents say 11. Usually it's way more of a gap than that. However... Com- <laughs> Common Sense says some violence, bullying, and cursing.
0: No mention
3: of, of sexual, sexual assault.
0: assault. Yeah. Which numerous times, by the way. There yeah. It's like Biff yeah. is a straight up sexual predator. Yeah. yeah. And we should talk about Biff because he, he probably, is actually really he has good. He probably sexually it. assaulted dozens of girls. Yep at that high school. Yep. right? And yeah, I for- this isn't
1: just like, oh, I, one time. Like I thought I'd see what this is like one time. And yeah. I
3: forgot he's been on Tom Wilson. The actor has been on, he used to be on Preston Steve all the time. He's a local. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, Drew, Pigeon Drew, reminding us out
1: to us commenter. He's a uh, Delco. We didn't know that. I didn't know that. He seems
3: like he's from Delco.
1: He's does from <laughs> he Delco.
2: I've actually, I've he actually seen pretty him pretty do stand up comedy at Helium. He's pretty good, um, isn't he? And he's great. Yeah, and and he, yeah, and he talks about the you know the mystique behind Biff Tannen, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he seems to own that role.
0: <laughs> so before we end, if you had to say in your mind, something that you always think about when you think of this movie. And I was watching this this time and seeing things and picking it up that I don't like. What is that scene like that you remember from a kid? Because I'm sure we all watched this a thousand times probably as a kid. Mm -hmm. What was the sequence or thing that you remembered most going into this? And did that hold up for you? now being older or were you just kind of like, eh, that was not as cool as I probably thought of it when I was younger. Is there anything that stood out?
1: The thing I always think of is the Huey Lewis song. And then the, the corresponding scene, which isn't the same song, but right. So like, I think of like the title song, but then my picture is always Marty on stage playing the guitar. So like, I have like a, in my mind, those two things so mix So the song up, right? doesn't match with right, right, what right. is
0: actually being um,
1: done. But I still loved, I loved that scene. I, lo- I loved him, you know, having that juxtaposition of him getting rejected by the uptight teachers and, you know, saying it's just too loud. Um, and then him getting to like just like live his joy of playing with this band and having an appreciative audience for the first song. Um, I felt that was great. I love that. I love that. I like seeing teenagers have have their moment.
2: Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, well, for me, it's definitely that final sequence, the race to hit the lightning bolt, you know, that whole, like, 10-minute, which is a, like, masterwork in, like, staging and yeah. geography. Like, very rarely do you have, like, a, an action scene where, like, you can just, you feel like you know the geography of everything and where everything's going, but, like, the fact that, like, you know, the movement, the the kind of cutting back and forth, everything makes sense. It's full of, like, tension, humor, it's just, I don't know, a masterwork of blocking. I I love that. I mean, that that scene always stands out to me. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like akin to like the Death Star run in, in A New Hope, where it's like mm-hmm. this really elaborate kind of thing that like you're really into and you can like picture everything happening around you. Andrew Pigeon uh,
1: agrees with you. He said no, 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 the last nine minutes of Back to the Future. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That says of Back to the Future 2 are my favorite nine minutes in film. So which one's better?
0: Which I haven't seen
3: Back to the better? Future 2 since more than 20
0: years. I,
2: have no I idea. mean, two is, fa- I would say two is fantastic as well, but mm. it has more issues. <laughs>
0: well, I just want to say quickly, yeah. I'm with Jimmy. The part I always remember is that's that sequence, yeah. doc, the the thing falling oh, and yeah. him having to do it. I think the blocking in it is great. Um, I think the DP in this movie, Dean Cunley, uh, who who was Spielberg's DP for uh, Raiders, which is I think there's sneaky a lot of shots that are similar to Raiders and some of the other Spielberg stuff that he shot, including Jurassic Park. He was also the DP on Jurassic Park. I think there's a very Spielberg feel to this. I think there's elements of E.T. to it, yeah. which is a whole other side issue to discuss about. Just think of the power of Spielberg at this time. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he, too, he, yeah. They, like Gremlins was the same deal. The first name yeah. you see above the title in Gremlins is Steven Spielberg presents. The first name you see in this movie is Steven Spielberg presents mm. back to the, like that is the power of Spielberg at that time period. But the editing Silvestri's score, the blocking the, yeah. You know, I have a lot of issues with Zemeckis and what he kind of went mm. on to become here. This this is like one that is it's in the Library of Congress registry. It it is quintessential '80s film.
1: I thought everything was in the Library of Congress registry. Isn't that the point of the Library of
0: Congress? No, of like special films. There's mm-hmm. like I, a I special thought there was, that was their whole thing. <laughs> Well, like, not not movies. I would say there's a few things cool.
3: I remember. Like specific, I'm weird about remembering things from movies. Like I told you, the the specific lines, like the Harry Potter line of like I didn't know you could write, like things like that <laughs> stick out him, to me.
2: Though.
3: And I'm with Drew. One point twenty-one gigawatts. First of all, <laughs> pr- pronouncing gigawatts incorrectly, or is gigawatts the appropriate? I don't know. It's it's weird. But the way he gets so, the way Doc kind of loses his mind when he hears that, uh, is hilarious. And then also, when they're playing Earth Angel, and they finally kiss, and he he goes from like crumpled on the side to like right back up and playing like in time, and the band's like, "Oh, okay, you're back." I uh, I, I, I always I, remember those two parts.
0: Well, uh, Katie and Jim are grumpy and would four, tell you four out maybe, of five stars four out of five one. stars i would say well that well that's okay that's i feel that's a little different than what you were I said there. a when thumb and a half. four out of five thumb and a half four five sure and five stars i'm sure a thumb and a half, and a half, half five would be, stars would be yeah.
1: i only have five. two yeah. thumbs i'm not giving it my second half of a thumb yeah in
3: uh in ready player one they have an item called the zemeckis cube which is basically a rubik's cube that lets you like R- rewind time oh. I think
2: yeah I love it also uh, also score by Silvestri who reuses his Back yeah. to the Future cues there yeah. yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um, alright we'll make sure it, it was off Netflix for about three days and then has been re-put on all three of the Back to the Future oh, trilogy that was clearly
1: because we were encouraging Are people it. to watch we're it. like yeah. how does this Boom. get
0: made you know Just when changing they do it the it's on Amazon yep. Prime alright uh, time for Game of the Week A game of the week. This is the beginning of a new season of Com Majors. So, we're going to be retiring some films. Um, we are going to do a Com Majors 1980s film festival. Each of us are going to pick four quintessential 80s films from season two of Com Majors. We have done the following 1980s films during season two of Com Majors. There's a lot of them. I know. 15 of them. What?
1: I'm going to eat this olive all right. while you say all, all right. of
0: them. Here we go. Uh, So you get to pick four of these films, okay? Mm -hmm. Chances are Die Hard, Spinal Tap, Last Starfighter, Princess Bride, Gremlins, Do the Right Thing, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Labyrinth, Caddyshack, E.T., Big Trouble in Little China, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Buckaroo Banzai, and Clue. Jimmy Costanzo. You're hosting a nineteen eighties movie festival based on season two com films. What are you showing? So quick question for you first. Is this like you know, films that best represent the eighties or is just
2: what, overall no, no. quality? Just, this is what you, you could want pick to your show. own theme. This is the right. Jimmy Casanzo. So I am it like this festival. is right. So I, I, I kind of tried to find a balance between quality mm-hmm. and like this is very eighties, right? All right. That's yes. your film festival. I, so it, it's definitely die hard. Yep. Ferris Bueller, Gremlins, and then E.T.
1: I forgot about Die Hard. Die Hard all, is a perfect yeah. movie.
2: All, all, yeah.
0: all those genres.
1: I, I give it to all of my thumbs. I,
0: I, I love Die Hard. I don't know if
2: it's a perfect think, movie, do,
0: but. I think Die Hard might be the best action movie ever made. But. It's, it's definitely up there.
1: Do you
3: see, see? Do you think it's quintessential 80s? Because I feel like it's like the beginning of the 90s. It's
0: I think it's like. Well, I think it's the first 90s movie, but it's not the 90s. Mm, I know, but that's like right on the cusp, right? That's like I'm talking about like the
3: tone and the and like the feel of it, the way it looks to me. It doesn't. I don't know.
0: I would agree with that interpretation. That, but that's the
2: movie that brought action into the 90s. That's right. right, right, right. It has that first that makes look, that, change. that, that, that look, yeah. I mean, I wanted to put on like, do the right thing, but it's like, I don't think of that as like an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's, I mean, I love Just that movie, but it's like, movie. yeah. yeah it's timeless. So I don't know, but um, that's it. Yep. I love that list. All right, uh, Jim, how about you? What do you have in your 80s film Fest of Comm Major season two?
3: I am going to go with Gremlins, Do the Right Thing. E.T. And Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Mm. Had all those pegged for you. Did you really? I, 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 well, but you picked those four, so I think I'm not surprised. <laughs> did I really? I think you. the No, I didn't. Katie picked picks. you the right thing.
1: I did. Thank you. I'll take credit for that.
0: All right. Uh, Katie, your um, selections.
1: So I, similar to Jimmy, thought like I wanted to f- pick a sampling of what I think, like, what did the 80s mean to me? Uh, so I went with Princess Bride. Big trouble in Little China, Ferris Bueller, and Chances Are. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I love it. You got to have My a
1: little, little crazy. Uh, you have got to have a little crazy if you're going to you talk have about Big Trouble in Little
3: China. You don't need oh, Chances
0: yeah, Are, but that's like no, good no, crazy. Chances, chances Are it. is the like bad crazy, crazy. Jim, or. is you have still it, yet? We're a year into this since we watched Chances Are, and you still have not gotten what that film. is.
1: I think is. it's time to rewatch.
0: I think you should.
3: <laughs> I think it's time you probably to should rewatch. I'm ready. Uh, More problematic sexual relationships. Are you ready for it? I'm movie.
0: ready for it. I I rewatch it once a year. I it turns you me on. Should.
1: So let's let's there, do it. I, oh, I, <laughs> Wow! Well,
3: uh, this
2: is well, on the my, internet. My
0: my eighties film selections. I could. I'm. I would just screen the ones I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I could care less about anybody else. Yes. So of Me course, too, Brian. chances. Of course, chances are, are going to be there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is going to be on that list. Caddyshack has mm-hmm. to be on that list, uh, and then I would go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. So a lot of comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the right thing is the that's in a different is the, festival. Is, is probably the best film. That's and uh, yeah. the right. two. The, that's I That's in the yeah the, yeah. The we're doing best, an eighties
1: film festival, not like the best yeah. films of all time. But the, so but the outfits the, the alone
3: two. are eight like
1: that's so true. like you're you're you're
3: you're, you're, you're right. using
0: your perspective of the eighties. No, you're not right.
3: like a grand perspective of the eighties.
0: No, but we were saying these are right. just movies made in the... But the two best i think the two if you were to ask me and this is the battle because i'm i'm not a et like i've said this i I think et is amazing probably the three best films films like from filmmaking perspective are do the right thing die hard and et but the one if i had to pick ones i would show uh, jimmy have you watched chances are uh, no. You can Oh, uh, Jimmy. Might not, no, Do not tell him to I, skip it. Jimmy, you've, it? You
1: a, it. you've it got to watch, this, night, movie, Jimmy. To eight watch eight this movie. I have You've got to watch this movie, Jimmy. You're going to watch
0: night. Jimmy, watch this some movie. Chances are. Watch Don't the movie. watch that. Okay. I, the I movie. If you can't find it, I can mail you my personal. Oh, my God. We We forgot. (laughs) You have several,
2: I'm sure. Yes. Actually, uh, three words. Yeah, I'll consider it.
0: Sorry. Our
1: our audience is speaking.
3: (laughs) Drew said we have not once said the word DeLorean, which is
0: nuts.
1: We also have not said flux capacitor.
0: Yes. Yeah. But don't worry, DeLorean's coming oh, up yeah. in oh, good. five okay. questions. Thank you, Drew. Yeah. Is it time for five, five questions? questions. Five yeah, questions, yeah. Time. Here we answers. go. You want answers?
2: I want the truth! What makes a man, Mr.
0: Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Why, Why? All right, it's time for five questions. And who better to answer five questions on his third appearance on the beginning of the third season of *Comedians* than Jimmy Costanzo? Jimmy Costanzo, right. uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Skateboarding, gleaming the cube, mm. if you will. Yeah. Christian Slater, uh, '80s film reference. Yeah,
2: yeah. <sighs> Thumbs down for me. Mm-hmm. I, not know, a just no. Not really. It, no, I, I just no. I wasn't. I was part of the. I wasn't part of the skating crew. I just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Never got the appeal. There wasn't I'm much sorry, square footage to uh,
1: skate in Singapore.
2: No, definitely not. Not a lot of skateboards in Singapore now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not a thing over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here we go. Of course, Back to the Future by some is considered one of the great trilogies mm-hmm. in film. Uh, Jimmy, which trilogy would you rather watch? Shia LaBeouf's uh, Transformers trilogy or the Look Who's Talking John Travolta trilogy? Hard choices. No, it's not. Listen, it pains me to say this,
2: okay? But I would much rather see... Transformers. Yeah. Than, yeah, no, that's than, the right choice. That is like, correct no, that's the correct right choice. Because there's at least like you know you you feel something with that, that primal need of spectacle when you see yeah. explosions or robots. You don't just feel like, creepy. Can, the I'm whole like, time okay, fine. But oh my god, John Travolta as the no. bait Like, I, there's no way I can't. It's so much. I can't. Oh, no, he's yes. the dad. He's not the so much. Bruce, big Bruce big Willis is the sperm. Bruce big. Willis Bruce is the sperm. The third one's got talking. I'll tell you what.
3: No matter what Shia LaBeouf's in he's compelling to watch. So like, have you seen honey boy?
0: Honey boy is so good. Oh Oh, yeah. My God. Phenomenal.
2: Do you want to share
0: your Shia LaBeouf story? Jimmy? Uh, Oh, well, I mean, did you not get that? was the whole point. Yes. Yeah. I mean,
2: yes. And I, and I, I, I've tried to block that from my mind, but (laughs) I did. No, listen, I do have a history with Shia LaBeouf, so to speak. Um, Way back in the day when he and his uh, Disney Channel crew took over the uh, the floor of these uh, temporary furnished apartments above us. And uh, I had no idea who he was at the time. He was he was on this show or something. And, and uh, we were just out at the pool, my buddies and I. He comes down with his crew, his posse. And
0: uh, it's Disney he, Channel posse, yes, even yes, Steven's crew, which but, is a well, great and fucking that's show.
2: Like, we were my, my friends and I were like, we didn't even know that we knew that like Disney Channel had rented out the apartments above us, but we didn't really know who these guys were. So, we just see them with like the aviators and all this stuff. We're like, who is like my friends and I, like, who is this guy? He must have been like 17 at the time or something, but uh, yeah, he uh, he, he comes down and he he proceeds to just you know try to go at it with uh, are the food and drinks and you know, beer and all this stuff that we had out there and uh yeah he was a, he was a jerk about it actually so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I never really liked him, and then I started seeing him. So then I started seeing him in, like trailers for things, and I'm like, "That kid, that's no, the kid. and yeah, that like, and then and then
3: you watch Honey Boy, and you're like,
1: oh, this kind of
3: makes yeah. sense. That <laughs>
2: all makes sense. Yeah. And he yeah. would probably yeah. completely yeah. agree with yeah. you yeah.
0: Yeah. telling Absolutely. of the story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yep, I was an asshole. Maybe anyway, yeah. if we rewatch so there's it, a there's a scene with Jimmy in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that guy at the pool. That's supposed to be Jimmy. Jimmy He's very tan. has very white teeth.
0: <laughs> uh okay question three fill in the blank question here one of the all-time most noticeable vehicles in a film ever the delorean mm-hmm. plug for pop Addle. they did a whole episode on most uh famous top cars, five cars and cars movies. and movies. uh is the delorean of course mm-hmm. jimmy if you were building a time machine out of any vehicle mm-hmm. what vehicle would you pick
2: Uh, So due to a mixture of, I guess, uh, nostalgia and practicality, guys, I, I was like, man, of all the cars, I think I would go for the Mini Cooper. All yeah. right. Now let me explain. Maybe okay, like Mini, Cooper, right? spy right? Mini Cooper, right? First of all, you could get to eighty-eight miles an hour on even like a curvy road, all mm-hmm. right, with that thing. So you know that wouldn't hold you back, all right. Very gas efficient, so you wouldn't run into like a Back to the Future Three <laughs> issue where it runs out of gas and then you know you're screwed trying to get back home, you know. Yeah. And it's guys, it's easy to hide. It's a tiny car.
0: Very <laughs> you know? right, true. Sure. Yeah. Boom.
2: Every... There it is.
0: Very practical. I like it. I, like it. I love it. Um, all right, favorite question. What's your favorite Huey Lewis song? Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I... <laughs> man... I mean, I'm not
2: the biggest Huey fan, but Whoa, I, well, hold I on. can't. That well, is a worse take than Jim and Katie's take on that. Oh, okay. No, no, it, is no, no, listen, no it, it is not. No, it is not, No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate him. I don't, do like, you? you know, listen to him. I, know, I do. But, I, you know, he's not, like, on my playlist or anything. He's no I, Randy I, I, Newman. Yeah. I mean, he's not on, a, on your <laughs> playlist. <he> is <laughs> not
3: Randy Newman.
2: <laughs> I do. Listen, I've always appreciated – you guys know hip to be square, right? Uh, like, so that, oh, I love hip to be square. I love the energy of that. It's, like, it's got a little – uh, you know the uh, tinge of the Back to the Future one in it, but it's got a lot more energy to me, and I, I like that
0: one. You know, so that's a good one. that would be my one. Yeah. All right, Jim, play Commager's Major's favorite Huey Lewis song. I did.
3: Play-
0: this one? No. Not-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to get us blocked again. All right, that's it. All right, here we go. Uh, finally, deep thoughts question, Jimmy. If you could go back in time, what year would you go to, and what would you do? Uh
2: oh yeah so look, look this this question though is so hard to answer I feel trapped because it's like if I don't say I'm going to go and like do something profound like stop no so like something, or what? something no, then no, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going, going to do on show. <laughs> no.
0: that not seem trivial no, no. listen I'm a very nostalgic guy you know, we though, are really. very trivial I- people <laughs> <laughs> extremely i would probably just so, go back so I, I could go to like a senior night at oscars so okay wonder, right so fair
2: enough well that's the approach i took because i tried to follow back to the future rules here i'm like you know what uh I, I can only go back into like my you know my area whatever so i'm gonna like and i'm very nostalgic so like i would go back to 1990s singapore all right mm-hmm. because it's a place that i will never i mean i still have these memories in my mind i grew up there but not only have I not been back there, it's like you know, it's so different now. It's like a place mm. that I will never be able to recapture, you know. Yeah. So I think that nostalgic side of me is being like, I, I would. That, that's probably the first thing I'd do, you know. And then I'd stop Hitler after, but you know.
0: Nah, you can't. I, I think mean. that's fair
1: prioritizing.
0: <laughs> you only got a day. <laughs> right. yeah. You only got one you day. You can't do that. You All should. Right. You, you should read. Stop Hitler in a day. Read
3: the Stephen King book Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> try to stop <laughs> shit. The you know, still gonna happen. Just go have happen, a man. <laughs> Revisit time. the moment. History yeah. will come after you, dude. Yep.
0: Yeah. Maybe can't you go change watch, it. I go back it. to 1989 and watch. Chances are, in the movie theaters, see it on the big screen. Right. Wh- <laughs> why not go onto the set, brian Like go, like oh, just, like be there that's in a better, in the thing. Go right into Georgetown. Be right, yeah. right in the midst. They of probably the would have just like brought you right on it. I could have been an, an extra.
1: Made you character.
0: Yep. Still thinking about I think wearing that's what kind that of set Alex it was. Finch talks to Keenan's movie-themed way. You wedding. really should. That's you what should.
3: I wore to my high school graduation. That's
0: true. I know. Yeah. I'm going to wear it. Um, that's five questions. Uh, Jimmy, we have a real treat that I don't even think we've shared for you. I, oh. We're hoping your schedule will fit. In November, I have scheduled a special film with you in oh. mind. Oh, wow. A little film called... Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh,
2: so finally.
0: We're doing presidential movies. I, we're doing yeah. presidential oh, movies man. in November. So if not, we, we might see you back before then, but at the very least, we're going to see you, I would hope, back in November. To discuss I, I'm, Air there. Force. I'm there. Oh, I'm there. I'm putting in my calendar. <laughs>
2: Lots to it, say,
0: <laughs> lots to happen with that film. Um Next week, Katie has selected a Netflix original Spike Lee film, Defy Blood, Bloods. which we're very excited to see Bloods, Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll be watching that next week. And uh, any final thoughts from anybody? Jimmy, thank you so much. Starring. Oh, thanks for, yeah, thanks for having me. Chad, with- Chadwick. Oh, Chaz, yeah. Chadwick. 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 Chadwick is part Chadwick. of it. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, remember to like, share, subscribe, review all of those wonderful things. We will see Jimmy soon, and we'll be back with everybody next week. All,
1: all right. right. Awesome. Bye, commenters. Thank Bye,
0: everybody. Bye, everybody. All right. See you.